0: Hello and welcome back to Lead with Compassion with me, your host, Nico McCall. We're getting to the two toughest times I had to come out as transgender. We'll start in this episode with my parents. Early in my parents' marriage, they wanted to have kids but couldn't. They waited 11 years to get the phone call that they had been chosen to be parents. And I was the baby that gave them that. In addition to my birthday growing up, they celebrated the day they brought me home. Photo albums on top of photo albums documented the first several years of my life. I was told I was special, chosen just for them. I internalized that and put a lot of pressure on myself because of it. When I was in high school... I was angry. Not if you asked my teachers or coaches or even friends. They would probably say that I was easy to get along with, up for a good, clean time. Someone who got along with most people and didn't have many enemies. But when no one was there, any little thing could set me off. On the other side of my anger... An unexpected tennis racket or softball bat, my sister, and mostly my parents. My go to expression of anger was yelling and screaming, tears streaming down my face. I said hurtful things that can never be taken back. I was hurting. I knew I was different, but I didn't know how or why. I felt sadness, but kept it confined to my bedroom. When I was in high school, I blamed it on being adopted. When I came out as a lesbian, my mom and I talked some about that anger. I thought then that it was because I had so many internal feelings about my sexual orientation that I was hiding from myself. I'm sure both of those things contributed to the anger. Then I came out as transgender. All those feelings of sadness, anger, hurt, not belonging, they started to make sense. I'm giving you this backstory to help set the stage for my relationship with my parents. When I was screaming at them, they didn't know what to do but they didn't yell back. They just let me have my outburst. The next day, they treated me like I'd never said those horrible things. Now, I was having to tell them that I was trans. On top of everything, going from the perfect baby that turned them into parents to the anger and unmentionable things I said to them coming out as a lesbian, I had to hurt them one more time. I felt guilt at the thought of telling them. The guilt of being the baby they prayed for for 11 years and then dumping all this blame and heartache on them, making them deal with things they never thought they would have to deal with, felt unbearable. I was terrified of disappointing them. I mean, hadn't I already put them through enough? But I knew what was worse than telling them was shutting them out. Shutting them out continued to hurt them without them getting any explanation. I thought about coming out to them separately, like I did before, But I didn't want to put my mom in a position of feeling like she needed to keep something from my dad. So I knew I was going to tell them both at the same time. I finally decided I was going to come out in a letter and mail it to them. That way, I didn't have to see their disappointment. And I was saving them from having to kick me out of their house. They could just write me back, and tell me never to come home. I could still feel rejected, but they wouldn't have to tell me to my face, and I wouldn't have to see the looks on their faces. It took a while for me to find the courage to start writing. It actually took me attending a weekend-long annual church meeting with my pastor, being surrounded by the church that feeds my mom's soul. After that weekend, I knew it was time. But once I had finally written the letter, I couldn't mail it. I knew they deserved to hear it directly from me. I knew that I would regret it if I continued to push them away by mailing it. We sat in the living room of their house, my wife and I on the couch, my mom in a chair to my left, my dad in a chair across the room. It wasn't either of the two houses I grew up in, so it didn't exactly feel like home, but my parents are home. It was obvious I had something serious to talk about. I was nervous, awkward, heart in my throat, hands shaking, I got out the letter and started to read. I'm not going to read the letter here, but I'll give you the gist of what it said. I talked about the anger I felt growing up and how I thought it was because I felt unwanted due to being adopted and that I couldn't comprehend the feelings of being attracted to women. But then I realized that That wasn't everything. There was some other reason behind it, too. I talked about how they always supported me with sports and not being a girly girl. I got to do things that were typically things boys did with no pushback from them. But that I remembered being in early elementary school and knowing that I should have been born a boy. And that now I needed to tell them that I'm transgender and I'm going to be transitioning to male. I let them know that I had started testosterone and changes were going to start happening. Then I started talking about changing my name. At this point, I was crying so hard it was difficult to read the paper I held in my hands. I had to tell them that I was changing this precious name they had picked for me, one with a lot of meaning, one that I loved, and that it broke my heart to do so. I told them the new name I would be using and asked them to use he-him pronouns. I can't remember how I ended the letter, but... When I was done, no one really knew how to respond. I think my mom asked again what my new name was going to be. At some point, she talked about how before they got me, it didn't matter if I was a boy or a girl. They already loved me. And that they still love me. She said something about a daughter, then corrected herself to say son my dad, is losing his eyesight and couldn't really see me from across the room. His first reaction was pain, because he could hear the pain in my voice as I shared this deep part of myself, but he couldn't see my expressions. He didn't know how to read me. He also shared a moment from my past that confused him. When I was in the fifth grade, I had a short haircut. And one day, on the way home from school, some city workers called me a boy. Not kids my age. Grown men. And they laughed. I was so pissed that they would call me a boy. I outright offended. It was self-preservation. I was trying so hard By that time in my life, to be the girl everyone thought I was, I couldn't have someone call me out. My dad didn't understand how I was so mad about that moment if I really am a guy. When I left that day, we were all a little shell-shocked. A couple days later, I got a call from my mom asking if her and my dad could come visit. My dad had some concerns he wanted to share. This left me feeling uneasy because my dad isn't one to share much, especially when emotions are involved. He didn't have the best childhood with his father. I never heard stories about it growing up, but I knew he spent as much time as possible at his grandparents' house. That's where his happiest memories were. Sitting around our dining room table, he expressed concerns for my son. Those concerns he had took him back to his childhood and memories of his dad. (laughs) He shared stories of his childhood with us that day that he hadn't even shared with my mom. I was grateful that he was opening up and being honest with me, and I didn't know how to take it. It felt like his concerns were directed to me, that I was going to end up like his dad. It hurt. I think he thought I was being selfish, only looking out for me, and that I would do that at any cost. I guess he was kind of right. I was going to transition at any cost. I had to. But that didn't mean I was being selfish about it. I did my best to assure him that I wasn't going anywhere, and that all I was thinking about was how to protect my son and make sure he continued to feel loved. I knew all I could do was continue to be myself, and with time, he would see that I was looking out for my son. If he wasn't satisfied with my answers, I never knew it. We never talked about it again. But even in his lack of understanding, he made me feel loved. To this day... My dad gets my name and pronouns wrong. Not all the time, and never on purpose, but often enough. Sometimes he catches himself and corrects it. Most of the time, my mom gently corrects him, and then he repeats the correct name or pronoun out loud. A short while after I came out to my parents, my mom had major surgery. We visited her in prep after she was already a little loopy, and she introduced everyone to the nurse. When she got to me, I was fully prepared to be called the wrong name. But she didn't miss a beat. She referred to me as her son. That was also my first time seeing a couple family members. Each one took time to make sure I knew they still loved me, and were happy I was there. There are family members that I don't really interact with anymore. It's just less awkward for both sides if I keep my distance. But I have aunts and cousins who I know just want me to be happy, and there's no awkwardness there. I'm so grateful for each family member who accepts me, which sounds silly to say. My idea of family is a place you should be able to go with every part of yourself and still be loved. But that's one thing the LGBTQ community has proven, that that definition of family isn't as common as you'd think. Compassion can be hardest with family, though. I wasn't able to find it for my dad when I legally changed my name. I was still in self-protection mode. I asked my mom if she would come to my hearing, but didn't ask my dad. Part of me hoped that he would show up anyway, but he was hurt and didn't want to be somewhere he didn't feel he was invited. That day around our table, when he was sharing stories from his past, even though it felt like I was being accused of being a bad parent, I could see it was coming from a place of love. He was trying to make sense of my transition the only way he knew how, by comparing it to his experiences. And he didn't continue to judge me based on those concerns. He was able to see that I was the parent I'd always been. My favorite thing about my dad today is that No matter where we are, at a family gathering where historically men don't hug each other, or out in public, he will always give me a big hug and tell me he loves me. He didn't say that much when I lived in the house, but he's always the first to say it now. I don't need him to be perfect with my name or pronouns because he's working on it. And I'm okay with that. I know he loves me and accepts me. When I look back to myself in the middle of those angry outbursts, I can feel the sadness and pain, self-hatred that I couldn't feel then. I know a lot of my anger back in the day was me attempting to push those closest to me away to prove that I wasn't lovable. And I think that was mostly related to my gender identity. I didn't belong anywhere, and I was faking everything. As an adult, I hid myself away because I didn't want proof that I was unlovable. I wasn't willing to chance getting that confirmation by sharing myself and being vulnerable. To this day, I'm usually pretty deep in my solitude before I realize that I'm there and keeping people at a distance. But I no longer judge myself for that. When I recognize it, I can sit in it and figure out why I'm there, and then I can try to move forward. Throughout my life, I've put my parents in a box. One that said I had to be a certain person for them to accept me. But they've proven time and time again that they don't belong there. I think I'm starting to see that it was me in that box. I was taking lessons from those around me and society and trying to fit their mold, then blaming my uncomfortableness on those around me. Whatever the case may be, it's nice to be unwrapping that box, seeing how I've been confined by expectations, mine or others. It's allowing me to let go of some of the shame I've felt, Thank you for going on this journey with me today. I'm curious to hear about how you're letting go of things from your past, learning to not let them define you. Let me know. Contact info is in the show notes. And be sure to come back for the next episode. It's the last coming out episode before I wrap up this mini-series. I'll see you next time.